Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mr. Smea's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mr. Smea, and today I bring you Mr. Smea's Bedtime Stories. The story today is A Controlled Life on Utopia.com. This is Part 7, Chapter 18. The word geek really didn't seem to apply. Standing there in front of him was a very skinny and mousy-looking, pimply-faced kid of about 19 or 20 years of age with tousled brown hair. Tom had half expected to see tape-wrapped glasses and a pocket protector on what appeared to be an extra movie of maybe The Revenge of the Nerds. He introduced himself as David and said that he was there to do some computer work. Tom ushered him in. Tom ushered him in and stepped outside to throw the trash bag into the bin in his driveway, totally ignoring the phone ringing in his pocket for the moment. As he stepped back into the house, he listened as David again said that he was there to change some settings on the computer in the house. Tom pointed to the computer reluctantly as he was none too happy about the latest disruption in his life. As David walked over and sat down at the desk, he began his work. Tom finally reached into his pocket and answered the phone. Princess T was pissed. You better learn how to answer your phone faster than that if you know what's good for you. I don't care what you're doing or who you're with. You ignored me earlier when you were talking to your neighbor at the store, and now this... I think further incentive is needed to make my fucking point. Do you understand me? Tom knew immediately that Princess D meant to penalize or punish him instead of giving him any positive incentives. His mind filled with dread when he heard her say, Let me speak to the geek now. Princess D had decided that she needed to change her tactic. When she had first called Best Buy, she said it was to restrict her non-existent daughter's computer use. Now she felt it better to use the geek to help enforce Tom's position instead. Hello. Hi, my name is Dee, and you are? Princess Dee asked. Uh, hi, uh, uh, I'm, I'm David, replied the geek. Well, David, I'm the person who called to have you come out here today. She knew immediately from his voice that he was not the person she had spoken to before. But before I continue, how would you like to earn some extra money? Don't worry, it's nothing illegal. But if you can provide the help I need, then I'll make sure you're tipped very nicely for your hard work. How does that extra hundred and extra cash sound? And if you do a good job, I'll throw some additional work your way over the next several months. David was hesitant at first. He really wasn't sure what was going on, but $100 was a lot of money to him. He told Princess D that he would hear her out, but that it would depend on the situation as to whether he would agree to it or not. Very well, she told him. You see, the reason I called you out here is because I'm a dominatrix, and the person there before you is my online sissy and slave. 
I've already taken over control of the admin account on his computer and installed parental controls and more to facilitate any further control over him. When Princess Dee said this, David looked up and down at Tom. Even though he didn't hear what Princess Dee said, Tom knew from the look on David's face that it did not bode well for him. Now, the reason Best Buy sent you here is to limit his access to the BIOS to prevent him from regaining control of the computer. And, of course, to set it up so I have permanent remote access that is always on. However, if you can think of anything that would help me further my control or help restrict his access, then as I said before, I'll gladly have Tom pay you an extra $100 under the table. Tom will also buy anything you need from your store and any work we need done in the future. We will specifically request you to do it. That way, you're getting paid by your employer as well as earning additional income from us, Princess D said. David just smirked at Tom. He figured, what the hell? If this idiot wanted to let some woman control his computer and make him her slave, then who is he to stand in her way? Besides, it sounded like easy money. Very well, he said. I think I can help you. Great! Princess D wasn't so enthused. But... He should not see what you're doing. I don't care if he hears what we discuss, as it might make him feel even more powerless. However, if he sees it, then he may be able to figure out how to undo it. Tell you what, David. If you say, Tiffany, go stand in your corner until I say otherwise to Tom, then I'll even throw in an extra $50. David thought about this for a very hard moment. He could really use the extra money, but he really did not want to get involved in their sick game. <laughs> he told Princess Steve that he was not willing to do that. She laughed and said that it was fine, and she understood completely. Let's get started then, shall we? Princess Steve asked. David replied in the affirmative. He reached down and powered up the computer. When he sat back, he noticed that Tom was still standing there gaping at him. He found this to even be more concerning that Princess D had asked him to do it. So as the computer finally booted up, he finally found himself saying those words that only moments before he was not willing to say. Go stand in your corner, Tiffany. <laughs> Tom looked at him in shock for a moment before slinking back over and putting his nose in the corner. <laughs> He couldn't believe that Princess D had actually outed him to even someone else like this guy. Would this nightmare ever end? It was all Tom could do to break down and cry at this very moment. While Tom was dealing with his new conundrum, David actually began to feel more comfortable about things. If Tom, or Tiffany, or whatever his name was, was so compliant as to go stand in a corner when he was even told by a basic stranger in his house, then he probably wanted and deserved to be controlled by D. It also gave David a sense of superiority over Tom that he had not anticipated ever feeling about another person. In fact, he was now eagerly looking forward to helping D in setting up these controls, and it was no longer just about the money. 
As David worked on the computer settings, he started talking about password protecting the router and network so Tom would not be able to use another computer on his network to get around her controls. He mentioned the D-Link routers they had at Best Buy and some of the features on those. Princess D said that Tiffany would follow him back to Best Buy and purchase the one David thought was best, and that if there was an ATM near the store that they could stop at so Tiffany could withdraw the $150 that David had earned, then that was going to happen as well. Princess D wanted Tom to go to Best Buy anyway. She had already taken control of his diet anyway. Now it was time to take control of his exercise and sleep as well. She knew that Best Buy sold the Fitbit Flex and the Wi-Fi Smart Scale that she could use for those sins as well. After all, she reckoned a healthy sissy is a happy sissy. Besides, this would give Tom more public experience in bra and panties. <laughs> as David and Princess D planned things out, Tom stood in the corner with his nose pressed to the wall, completely oblivious to what was happening. He'd been in too much shock at his exposure to think about anything else, let alone to try to listen to David's end of the conversation. He had no idea that this day out, this adventure, was only half over. Chapter 19 When David had completed making the changes to Tom's computer, he informed Princess T that everything was set up per her request. Tom's computer would automatically reboot after a power failure. It could not reboot from any other drive other than its C drive, and the BIOS were now protected with the password that Princess D had told David to use. Excellent! Thank you so much for your assistance, David. I look forward to using your services again in the very near future. Now, put Tiffany back on the phone, and I'll tell her to follow you back to the ATM to get your tip for you, and then follow you back to the store once he settles your bill, Princess D said. Sure, uh, just let me know what you need and when, David replied. Hey, Tiffany, she wants to talk to you. He continued tossing the phone to Tom as he turned around. When Tom held the phone up to his ear... <laughs> He knew better than to hesitate or ignore Princess T, as that is what had caused all of this in his latest predicament. Yes, Princess T. You're learning, my slave. I bet you won't ever ignore me again, will you? She asked him rhetorically. Tom was about to reply when she continued, Now hurry up and pay your bill. Then, you're going to follow David to an ATM and get out some money so that you can tip him. I think $150 will suffice, don't you? Tom was stunned. She was expecting him to tip twice the amount of the bill that David had just handed him. And what could have been more than just 20 minutes? Princess D had exposed him to a stranger who was now complicit. But... How in the hell did this happen? Tom seriously thought about giving Princess T a piece of his mind, but quickly reconsidered doing so. If she was willing to expose him for being a little slow in responding to her, then he couldn't imagine how bad her reaction might be if he spouted off at her. Yes, Princess T, $150 sounds only fair, he said. Good. Good. 
Now, once you're finished paying David his tip, you'll follow him to Best Buy. He'll be getting you a new router to buy, and I'll call you back shortly and tell you what else I expect you to buy while you're there. Is that understood? Princess D asked him. Tom replied that he understood and put the phone back in his shirt pocket when Princess D told him to go and then hung up on him. A few minutes later, Tom followed David into the small strip mall parking lot just a few blocks away. At first, he couldn't figure out why they stopped at this ATM instead of using the one at Best Buy, but then it dawned on him that it would look weird to be tipping David such a large amount of cash for the limited work he had done. Pretty clever for a kid his age, Tom thought. Tom was stooping over, entering his pen number, when David could clearly make out the bra lines under his shirt. Wow, that's why she called you Tiffany and said you were a sissy. You're wearing a bra, David said, and then continued. Did she make you do that, or did she catch you and make you her slave because of it? Tom went pale before he could finish turning around to look at David and started to stammer. I, I, um, never mind, David cut him off. I really don't want to know. Just give me your money and let's get going, okay? Tom nodded and handed David the cash and hurried back to his car. It was bad enough that David noticed the bra just <laughs> would not do for someone else to spot it as well. Tom hoped it was just a fluke for the sunlight playing on his shirt. And the way he was bending down that he allowed David to notice the bra. However, it made Tom flash back to when he got off the bus earlier that day. He'd been hoping that it was only his imagination, but now he was no longer sure. All Tom knew was that he was hoping against hope that no one in Best Buy would even catch him. Tom wandered around the store waiting for Princess Dee to call him, and after several minutes, David approached him carrying a small box. Here you go. This will be your new router. David then walked over to his geek squad desk, leaving Tom standing there alone. Tom looked at the box and saw that it was a D-Link wireless AC1 750 dual band gigabit cloud router. That didn't mean anything to Tom as far as he was concerned. A router was just a router. He only knew two things about it. First, that it was going to be used to restrict his computer use or somehow be used to control him. The second was that it was pretty expensive. Tom frowned when he saw the price. He was already struggling to make it from paycheck to paycheck before he encountered even Princess D with all of this. How much she made him spend last week alone? He'd be late paying a couple of bills before his next payday. Damn, Tom thought to himself. There goes my credit rating. Two other thoughts came into Tom's head at this time. He knew that David would be making another trip to his house to install it, yet another cost he really couldn't afford. The second was a nagging feeling in the back of his mind that he could just not put his finger on. Something about that D-Link instilled fear in him, but he just couldn't remember where he had heard it before. Tom's phone rang, snapping his thoughts back to the present, and he immediately answered knowing that it was Princess D. 
No one ever called him back on the weekends, not even his parents. He had always made it well known to everybody he knew that his weekends were his time for alone time. While he might be occasionally out at drinks or even at work with some of the guys, he always said he was staying at home on the weekends to watch football or other sports. He had never told anyone that it was really to indulge in his bondage porn fetish and to seek out the occasional online dominatrix to serve. Hello, Tiffany. Did you get David his tip and follow him back to the store? Princess D asked. Tom looked around to make sure no one else was even close enough to hear his reply. Yes, Princess D, I did. Great. Now let's go shopping, she told him. Tom was rather surprised to hear this. He thought that he would only have to buy what David had handed him. You mean there's more than just this router that David gave me? Tom asked her. What router, sissy? What did he give you? Princess D asked him. Tom replied only to hear Princess D giggle at his response. Wow, looks like I made the right decision to let David know about you, <laughs> Princess D said. He's already anticipating my needs. It seems he chose the router that works best with the camera system I told him he'd be installing in your house. It seems that he'd be a very valuable asset to me indeed. Tom was devastated to hear this. That's why the name had frightened him when he heard it before and saw Princess D add it to his goals list. How on earth could he have gotten that? Even with everything else that was happening to him, it just didn't seem like something that he would even forget. The despair he felt. This had to be the worst day of his life. Just hours ago, he thought he'd be able to shed his uniform and his chastity tube. Neither of those had planned out. And now Princess D had an accomplice who was just as thoughtful as she was. It was as if the fates themselves had aligned against him. Chapter 20 Fortunately for Tom, the rest of his trip to Best Buy was uneventful. No one else noticed the bra lines under his shirt, including the cute little red-headed cashier who rang up his purchase. When Princess D had instructed him to buy the Fitbit Flex and the scale, Tom's protest, how he had bills to pay. But it had fallen on deaf ears. Princess D made it very clear to him that this purchase took precedence over his utility bill and his car insurance. They won't turn off your power just because you're a week late on your payment. And you can always take the bus if you don't want to drive without insurance. I'll let you get $10 out of your account so you can buy a bus pass or individual trips. Just don't go over the $10 or there will be consequences. Is that understood? Tom understood quite clearly. If he went over the limit, she was capable of doing anything. It was obvious now that she would not hesitate at all to make his life miserable, just to make a point. He would have to look into getting a daily or weekly pass if he could afford it. And if not, then he would have to hope that it would get him somewhere from work to here until payday. If not, then it looked as if Tom would have to walk, part, or all the way home for the next week. He was not willing to risk driving with an expired insurance. 
When Tom walked in the door of his house, he could see that Princess Dee was already online waiting for him. He groaned inwardly, knowing that this day was far from over. He was elated when Princess T told him that he could go ahead and get changed as well and remove his chastity tube. She also told him to throw his clothes in the wash, as she knew how much he had sweat that day. Tom followed her instructions and was very relieved to pull off the CB6000. He couldn't believe how tender the back of his scrotum was and had gotten from wearing it. He thought for sure it would be completely raw and bleeding by now. It sure felt that way to him. But after tugging on it so he could get a good look at it, seeing that it was only slightly shaved came as a complete surprise. Tom thought about putting on some clothes, but then thought of it, that maybe Princess T had given him permission to wear anything else. But he didn't think that it would go very well. God, I'm such a wimp, he thought to himself. I'm not even brave enough to put on my own clothes or make my own decisions. What the hell is wrong with me? Tom started the washing machine and then headed back over to the computer. Princess Dee then had him turn around and present his scrotum to the camera for an inspection. Well, slave, the damage isn't too bad, but it looks like um you will not have to wear the tube until you go back to work on Monday. Don't worry. Soon enough, your body will become accustomed to wearing it, and you won't shave like this anymore. Then you'll be able to wear it long term. Aren't you excited? Princess Dee asked. Yes, Princess Dee, Tom said. He was not excited about the long term, but he was happy to know that it would not hurt to wear it anymore. Now, before we do anything else... Go into your kitchen and fill up a large pot with water. You do have a large pot, don't you? Princess Dee asked. Tom replied that he did. Good. Then measure out two cups of the 15-bean soup that you bought today and pour it into the water. You're going to let it soak for one hour. And while that is happening, we have some work to do, she continued. Tom grabbed the bags he had bought earlier that day, took them to the kitchen, and finally put everything away. He poured the four bags of 15-bean soup into his now empty sugar container, and then measured out and put the two cups of beans to soak per Princess T's instructions. As hungry as he was, he was not looking forward to trying his new diet. Now, slave, you need to create a couple of new accounts for me. You'll need a Google account and a new Facebook account. Your name is Tiffany Henderson, and you are female when I ask for your gender. Is that understood? She asked. Tom nodded. Good. And use your real information when I ask you for your date of birth, location, and phone number. That email and name is what you'll use going forward, as far as I'm concerned. You use them to create your Fitbit account and any other accounts necessary to further my control. Go ahead and create both of them now, she continued. Tom nervously complied and created both of the accounts. He couldn't believe he was really doing this. This was fraud, wasn't it? Tom could see himself going to jail for this. 
having his rap sheet showing him going under the aliases Tiffany Henderson. How would he ever be able to get another job if he lost his current one? Surely this would prevent him from ever passing a background check, even if he was never arrested. Nowadays, it's quite common for companies to search social networks as part of their hiring process. He also knew that once something was on the internet, that it was supposedly there forever. He could almost see the reasoning behind getting the Gmail account, but Facebook was another matter. Why did he have to have that? What did she have in mind for it? Princess D then had him open up the Fitbit Flex. The package came with a USB charging cable, Bluetooth dongle, and second larger strap. Tom tried on the smaller strap, but it wouldn't fit his wrists, so he tried out the larger one. He strapped it on and followed Princess D's instructions to pull the device out for the smaller strap, place it onto the USB charging cable, and plug it into his computer. Then she had him plug the USB Bluetooth dongle into his computer and wait for it to install the device driver for it. Once the driver installed, she had Tom go to the Fitbit.com to create a new account using his new name and download the Fitbit connection software. As he had happened before, Tom had to have Princess D input her admin password to complete the install. You'll need to fully charge the flex before you start wearing it, Tiffany. When you see all five lights on it blinking, you'll know it's fully charged. Once it's charged, you'll wear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You'll only remove it for charging about every five or six days. Now, while we're waiting for your beans to soak and the flex to charge, go get all of your towels out of your closet and bring them in here. It's time for you to start practicing your maid skills. Do you remember how to fold towels so the edges don't show? Princess D asked. <laughs> Tom shook his head and told her he didn't remember and that then he went down the hall and grabbed them. And while he was doing this, Princess D opened his Kindle for his PC program, selected the book How to Become the Perfect Maid, and clicked through until she found the section titled How to Fold Bath and Hand Towels in the Bathroom. She then updated his Facebook profile and entered Maid in Training as his profession. <laughs> Chapter 21 Tom spent the next half hour folding and refolding the towels per Princess D's instructions. She verbally rebuked him every time one of the towels he folded was a different size than all the others. You're sloppy, Tiffany. As a maid, you need to show perfection in your work. Do them all over again. Keep doing it until you get it fucking right. You want to be able to do this correctly the first time if you're going to be successful in your career as a maid. <laughs> My career as a maid? Tom thought to himself. She is mad. There's no way on earth I'll do this as a career. Besides, nobody wants a man as a maid. Nobody will ever hire me. Princess D then instructed Tom to drain the water, rinse the beans thoroughly, refill the pot with water, and put it on the high heat to boil for the next 45 minutes. Once he did that, it was right back to towel folding. <laughs> he needed to practice for another half hour or so. 
Tom was grateful when Princess Dee stopped him and told him to go and add half a cup of brown rice into the beans. By now, Tom was more than hungry. He'd even eaten since breakfast and his stomach began to rumble as the smell of the food wafted through the house. However, as hungry as he was, he just did not look forward to this meal. Fifteen minutes later, Princess Dee instructed him to drain the water, rinse the rice and beans with cold water, and thoroughly strain out the excess water before putting it back in the pot. Once Tom had done all this, Princess Dee informed him to get a trivet, a cereal bowl, and a serving spoon, and to bring everything in, including his other food purchases, out to his coffee table. Tom looked up at the camera and asked, What's a trivet or a serving spoon? Do you mean a large spoon? Princess Dee looked towards him. Wow, Tiffany, didn't you ever take home economics in school? Didn't your family ever have fancy dinners? Even just at Thanksgiving or Christmas time? Tom shook his head no. He was actually embarrassed at the lack of knowledge in this. Princess Dee continued. A trivet is a stand for putting hot pots and dishes on so that you don't damage your table. A serving spoon is normally the one larger and the biggest than a tablespoon in a set. You do have a flatware or silverware set, don't you? Yes, Princess Dee, I, I do. Why didn't you just say a large spoon to begin with? I, I have a pot holder to put the pot on. Tom was exasperated. Why couldn't she just use plain English? Princess Dee responded with, If you're going to represent me as a fucking maid, then you need to learn the proper terminology as well as the correct way of doing things. Is that understood, Tiffy? Tom just nodded his head and went back to collecting everything as instructed. When he returned, Princess Dee instructed him to use one or two cabbage leaves to line the bowl before filling it up with the cold beans and rice. She told him this was the base meal he would eat from now on, and that the only variety was the one topping he could use for each meal. She also told him that for tonight, that topping was to be six spinach leaves. Tom was flabbergasted. Did she really expect him to eat nothing but this for every meal? Surely she would allow him more variety than just broccoli, cauliflower, radishes, spinach, cucumbers, tomatoes, or onions as a singular topping on a bed of rice and beans-covered cabbage leaves. Nobody could eat like this for any length of time. And Tom wasn't even sure he could even eat this just once. Princess Dee told Tom to go put everything in the fridge, including the pot, which he was to cover. Bon appetit, Tiffany. Enjoy your meal and understand that from now on, every meal that you eat at home will be right here in front of the camera, so I can be sure that you're not cheating on your diet, you fat fuck. When you're done eating every bite in the bowl, I'll excuse you for the rest of the night. I've seen your eating habits and know full good and well what all of this fiber will do to you. Don't worry. After a few days, your body will begin to acclimate itself to your new diet. Princess Dee said with a wicked smile and a giggle. <laughs> 
Tom began to eat and found that it was just as bland as Princess Dee said it would be. The texture was still firm, almost like al dente pasta. The only thing that gave it any flavor was when he also got one of the spinach leaves in a spoonful. Tom retched several times before he continued to eat and managed to keep it down. As I said before, Tiffy, when you're done eating, you're free to enjoy the rest of the night and not completely your nightly task, as I'm sure you'll be indisposed or preoccupied. In the meantime, let me tell you a little bit about the Fitbit Flex and how I'll be using it. First, I will be able to monitor your physical activities and set you daily exercise goals. Failure to meet those goals will result in penalties or punishments. Second, I can set up eight daily alarms on it. So for instance, I could set one or two or even a 5 a.m. and give you one minute to show up in your uniform here in front of the camera. And I could do this seven more times each night at random times. Again, failure to comply and complete this requirement in time would result in a penalty or punishment. Just knowing that you won't be able to put them on and be in front of the camera in time will help enforce your uniform requirements. Pretty nifty, don't you think? Princess D asked rhetorically. Hearing this further level of intrusion did little for Tom's stomach, which had already started to grumble quite angrily even before he had eaten the cabbage at the bottom of his bowl. Tom knew that his bowels were in for dire straits. Princess D was right. He was going to be indisposed for the rest of the evening. Tom only had a few minutes in which to think to himself what kind of devious mind would think up the idea of using a fitness tracker to control another person. Tom already knew the answer to that one. But before he could ponder it any further, it was urgent for him to reach his bathroom. Tom spent the next couple of hours alternating between lying curled up in the fetal position on his bed and making repeated trips to the toilet. Tom thought he was going to die from some of the cramps that had filled his bowels. Surely Princess D had uncovered the world's greatest laxative formula. If constipation was a disease, then this had to be the cure. By the time things had finally settled down, it was too much for Tom to bear. He couldn't do this anymore. Princess D, go ahead and send what you had to his neighbors. He no longer cared. All that mattered now was trying to get everything back to normal. Tom snuck out of his bedroom into his garage, where he flipped the main circuit breaker. He then went and unplugged the computer and turned off his cell phone. There, he thought to himself, this will keep her in the dark until I get things back to normal. Tom chuckled his own little joke as he headed back to the garage to turn his power back on. Tom rationalized to himself that Princess D was only bluffing with the blackmail. Sure, making anonymous phone calls to his neighbors was one thing. Mailing physical evidence of her illegal blackmail activities was another. They could get fingerprints from any mail she sent. And even if she didn't put a return address on it, the postage stamp would narrow down her location for the postal authorities, FBI, or whoever that would be investigating once he filed a complaint. 
Tom felt elation at the steps he had taken. He would stop at the library after work on Monday and use one of their computers to access accounts and change all of his passwords. That'd be the end of Princess D as far as he was concerned. Tom was 99% sure that Princess D was all bark and no bite. She may have been able to put him through all hell through this past week, but, you know, was she crazy enough to carry out her threat? Was she? If she did, then Tom could just say she had blackmailed him into doing all of those things. He could just lie and say that it was a normal online relationship that got carried away and that she was concerned and maybe pushed him into doing more and more bizarre and nasty things with the threat of blackmail. Well, that's what he could say if it ever happened. And so what if his neighbors didn't believe him? It wasn't like he was close friends with any of them to begin with. Tom started to gather everything up to throw it away. This was an old hat for Tom. He would gather a nice collection of bondage toys and magazines, sessions a few times a month, and then after a particularly heavy online session, he would be so guilt and shame-ridden that he would just throw it all away and vow never to engage in his submissive activities again. Needless to say, but never... Only ever last a few months before Tom's fetishes got the better of him, and the cycle would start all over again. This time will be different, he said. After his experience with Princess D, he didn't think he'd be able to trust another woman online ever again. Tom threw the two sex flesh toys into a trash bag, along with the chastity tube and the Fitbit. He then grabbed the bra and panties to throw away and when he felt the thrill he had encountered wearing them before, filling him again, he had developed a new fetish. After all, after a few minutes of hesitation, Tom decided not only to keep them, but also to wear them to bed. He had been in submissive role for well over 24 hours without an orgasm. Maybe he just needed to rub one out or help clear his mind. Once Tom had satisfied his urges, he decided to leave the bra and panties on until morning. By then, he reasoned, Tomorrow, everything can go back to normal. It would be business as usual. When morning came, Tom decided that he should too, at least one more time before shedding the bra and panties, that he then got up, discarded them into the bathroom waste can, and took a nice, long, hot, relaxing shower. Ah, the joys of Sundays in the late summer. Tom thought to himself as he pushed his chair back into place and turned the television on to one of the pre-game shows. Right before kickoff, Tom decided to order a large pepperoni pizza. Life is good, Tom thought. Football pizza? Now all that's missing is a nice cold beer or three. Princess D was the furthest thing from his mind until the fourth quarter of the second game. However, she was his first thought when his house phone began to ring. Damn, he thought. I forgot about the phone. Just like with the cell phone, Tom knew there had to be Princess D, just like on a cell phone. No one ever called him on the weekends at home either, and for the same reason. This had to be Princess D, he thought. She must have used the internet to do reverse phone lookup since she had his name and address. Oh well, he reasoned. Easy enough to deal with. With that, Tom got up, walked over, and unplugged his phone. 
He was not going to listen to any more of Princess Dee's threats. Besides, there was still a game to finish watching. He felt great. Tom had regained control of his life back from Princess D and was feeling confident in himself again. He was certain that he would never hear from her again. What could she do to him now? It was very unlikely that she was going to send the Best Buy geek back to his house to fix his internet. Even if she did, Tom would just tell him to go away and not let him in. If she dared to mail his neighbors, then he would deal with that when it happened. Nope, life was indeed good again. At least as good as it had ever really gotten for Tom. Monday came and went, and Tom's life was back in full swing as it should be. Soon enough, Princess D would just be another nameless dominatrix that he would play with online. He always forgot who they were, their names, of course. They were never important to Tom. They were just tools he used to get what he wanted. With enough time under the bridge, Tom was certain that he could convince himself that this is what happened with Princess D. Midway through his shift on Tuesday, Tom was standing near one of the cash registers talking with one of his co-workers when he heard the intercom announce that he had a phone call. Tom walked back to his office to take the call. His knees buckled and he almost fell to the floor when he heard the voice on the other end say, Hello, Tiffany. Did you really think you could escape me so easily? How uh, uh, did you get this number? Tom asked. Does that really matter, my slave? I don't think so. I think the only thing that matters now is what happens next. Princess T said, I am very disappointed in you. I was beginning to think that you were accepting what was happening. As I told you before, I don't want to destroy your life, but I will if I must. Did you really think that you could just walk away from me? I put a lot of time and effort into giving you what you asked for and what you want, even if you aren't fully aware of it, Princess D said. Tom sat down hard on his chair. He was finding it very difficult to concentrate on what Princess D was saying. He also knew it didn't bode well for him when he was sitting there and she was not yelling or screaming at him in anger. She also wasn't threatening Tom either. He didn't have much experience with women, but there was one thing he had learned in the past. It was that if a woman was calm and disappointed, it was more dangerous than a raving, angry one. While well, a raving, angry woman would yell and make threats, it was the calm and disappointed ones who would actually take action to effect change. What did you do? Go to your friend's house or the library and change all your passwords on a different computer? Did you really think that you could just end this so easily? Sorry, slave. You'll be disappointed to know that you were not the first slave to try this. And that I had already taken measures in case you tried something like this. It was simply a matter of changing your security questions and answers to something I knew. And when you changed your passwords, 
I bet you thought to make sure that the mobile phone number and primary email recoveries hadn't changed. But as I have encountered this in the past, when people panic and change their passwords, they never give thought to their security questions. Since I was able to use them to regain access to your accounts, I assume you didn't even think of them for a second. Princess D gave a small giggle after saying this. Tom's heart sunk. She was right. He never even thought about the security questions. He just assumed that since he had used a different computer to change the passwords, that he was safe. Even if she had spyware on his computer, he thought she would have no way of knowing his new passwords and believed his accounts were safe from her. The accounts had still shown his mobile number and email address on the account settings pages of each when he had changed the passwords and never occurred to him to look at, let alone change his security questions. Once I regained control of your accounts, it was simple, very simple for me, to then change everything and make those accounts completely mine. The only way you'll ever be able to use those accounts again will be on your own computer after I type in the password for you via TeamViewer. Not only will you not have the current password to use to change it, but also if you try anything to recover the page, I can simply close the browser before you can do that. Hmm. I have also taken the liberty of adding second sign-in verification to your accounts that provide that option. So good luck ever trying to prove that you're the owner of your accounts and accessing them without me. <laughs> All Tom could do was ask, why? Why are you doing this to me? What do you want? Princess D chuckled. <laughs> you already know what I want, slave. Please, Princess D, just, just leave me alone, he said. Is that really what you want, slave? Think hard and listen carefully before you answer me. I'm giving you a chance to live out your fantasy of being owned and controlled by a dominant woman who's actually interested in you. Do you really want to give this up just to sit at home alone when you aren't working in a dead-end, lower management position in retail? Hmm? Or sitting there, masturbating, all alone? I can give you your life purpose and meeting beyond what you are currently in. You can be my slave or... You can be a nobody again. Now tell me, is that really what you want? Tom hesitated. He was very confused by her sincerity and by her offer. Would she really just let him go right now, even if he had told her just to leave him alone? If so, she was right. Would he really go back to just being a nobody? What was wrong with him? How could she make slavery actually sound better than his alternative? I, I, Tom stammered without even giving her a definitive answer. See, slave, you can't even make a simple decision like that. That's why I've decided it for you. You should know right now that I would have let you walk away as a free man right now and then if you had just made up your mind. That was what indeed what you wanted, what you truly wanted. However, 
since you obviously need my control, I'll tell you now that I have no interest of ever letting you go. If you ever try to escape me again, I'll completely and utterly destroy your life. Granted, you're willing to risk exposing yourself to your neighbors and family, but are you willing to risk having your life ruined, having your boss, Diane Jensen, and everyone else who works with you see your video? Are you willing to lose your job, your retirement package, and your insurance benefits, even if I don't show them the video? I could simply make enough customer comments and anonymous comments and complaints and get you fired. If you were fired for just cause, then you wouldn't even be able to file for unemployment. And I promise you, now that I would make sure that no one else would ever hire you, you would be a destitute slave with no job, no money, and no future. Do not ever fail me again. Understood? Wow. This concludes today's episode. Poor Tom. So until then, may all your fantasies become realities. <laughs>